You can't go changing the rules. That's Joe. That speaks mine. That's when you learn about people is when they're drunk. And then you realize who you're hired. And that's Eric. I was thinking about this earlier today, and I have to bring it up. And there are two guys with two mics and one off-the-rails sports podcast. Like, if you're older than 11 years old, unless you have body paint on or something, you're not warranted to go nuts on the jump. No, of season. course not. Kick back and relax, because you're in the wheelhouse. All right, all right, all right. Here we go with another episode in the wheelhouse podcast. It's me, your host, Matthew McConaughey, with my co-host, Eric Roberts and Joe Hill. Eric, how you doing? I, I don't know. Where, was that was, good? Were, there was parts was where good? it was good, but then there was also parts where it was a little Australian. <laughs> and there was there was one syllable in there. I'm not sure at what word, but there was one syllable in there that I just got tripped up on that I just almost lost it. It was it hit Australian kind of twang there for a little bit. Matthew McConaughey is the man. You might have had a lisp. Thank, thank you, Matthew, for that beautiful intro. No problem, guys. Have a good episode. I think it's your D's. <laughs> I think it's your D's that gets you. I, I don't know. That's might be what hooks uh, gets me caught up. We should totally have Matthew McConaughey on the show. Yeah, let me call him up. Let me you call know, him up. You you work at Fox Sports, man. You have connections. Get him on the hey, show. I don't think I could get the voice of Carl's Jr. on the show. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a lot of pull right there. All or right. The, the spokesman of uh, Navigator SUVs. <laughs> or um, the guy just, who just went Lincoln back in time. In general. It's yeah. just Lincoln in general. What else? Like what other um, Matthew? The guy. Jeez. Matthew Gonahay has got to be super rich. Uber rich. You'd be a lot cooler if you did. You can't. You can't go five minutes without hearing Matthew McConaughey's voice. In any given day. You hear his voice at least five times a day, no matter what. But it never gets old either. It no. never gets old. My mom doesn't like Matthew McConaughey because she doesn't like the Lincoln commercials. You know how he's like, where he's all quiet and in thought. Yeah. Deep thing in the Buffalo one. He's staring at the Buffalo. Yeah. Take the long route. Okay. And my mom's, <laughs> my mom's so grossed out. She's like, I will never buy a Lincoln because of these commercials. I would totally buy a Lincoln because of those commercials. <laughs> Hey, hey, babe, right. do I look like Matthew McConaughey? Because I feel like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Enough about Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, we. I'm actually just trying to install stall so we uh, didn't have to talk about Otani just yet. But I guess, go ahead, Joe. Get it off your chest. Here we go. Let's address the elephant in the room. Let's address the elephant in the sports world. Shohei Otani hit his first home run in his first at-bat at Angel Stadium. Man, I am over the moon right now. I am so happy. I'm so stoked. It is about time the Angels organization had some excitement in their in their world. Shohei Otani, congratulations! One of many, first of many. Excuse me. I've I, dude. There's always been excitement in, in Angel Stadium. Whenever Albert Pujols decides to stretch a single into a into a double, I I I get up out of my seat every time he turns that corner, thinking I got this one. And then he gets thrown out by like five six feet. I just love how Albert Pujols still thinks he's like 25 years old dude. and tries tries to outrun stuff, tries to dive like for baseballs and stuff like that. I mean, oh. he's he's what 38 years old now. Plays like he's 25. Moves like he's 45. But he's like he's a truck out there. Like he's, he's, he's an eighteen wheeler just coming around the, the the base path. He's got the right attitude though. 
And if Attitude won World Series, Albert Pujols would have 12 rings. <laughs> it's, unfortunately, it's uh, things like running the base pass that win World Series. <laughs> so that's but what's let, holding him up. Let's get back to the big story here. Shohei Otani again hits his first home run. If you were watching the game, the crowd was going absolutely nuts. It, he, the bases were loaded for his at-bat. But the pitch right before he hit his home run, it was a wild pitch, and his guy scored from third base. So if that pitch was a pitch earlier, his first home run could have been a grand slam. What could have been? Dude, that's like um, Austin Matthews, NHL debut, scoring four goals. Like That's something like things just have to align, and it has to be your day. And yep. even baseball, it's, it's quite, kind of just maybe even less likely because you have to get four people on in front of you. Exactly, exactly. And if he would have hit that grand slam, the crowd would have gone even more insane than they already did. And the best part about it, he gets into the dugout after hitting his home run, and his team gives him the best silent treatment in the world. He's going down the he's going down the dugout, high fiving the air, trying to figure out somebody to congratulate him. And then he grabs Ian Kinsler by the neck, is like, Did you see what I did? And then the whole team just dog piles it was an amazing sight an amazing first at bat for otani in the big leagues he's batting he's uh three for seven now uh in real games let's kind of throw away the spring that he had because so far in these first couple uh, first couple games where he's been in the lineup he's been hitting i love when uh players get their first home runs and they give get the silent treatment it's the I best. love I love those videos. I really do. It's like the rookie skate when a rookie gets an NHL his first NHL game, leads a team out, and he has to do a like a lap or two by himself on the ice, so he feels a little out of place. Yeah. Oh, I love the silent treatment when somebody comes home, like a big home run or a big game. I love the silent treatment. I don't think the NFL or the or the NBA have anything equivalent to it. I mean, unless the NBA has like a and alone kind of like go out there and shoot by yourself before everyone does like, like, yeah, no, goes out most there and warms of, most up, of, but. yeah. Like the only thing I could think about is like in the NFL where they have like the rookie hazing during training camps, but even, even yeah, in but, MLB, they have that stuff too, where they, yeah. you know, they have to dress up when they go on a certain road trip of the year or something, but right. No, but it's not during the game. All the cam- nothing where all the cameras are on you. And exactly. it's obvious that the team's doing this. Exactly. It was so, it was such an awesome moment for the angels and for show. It's uh, again, as an Angels fan, I'm over the moon with excitement right now. He's two for two in the game so far. I'm watching the game right now. Angels are up nine two in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, looking to see what else he's gonna do in this game because it looks like his confidence is growing with every at bat. He's got a little bit of that Ichiro swing to him. Yeah, kind of like that. Kind of leaning out of the box as he's making contact, kind of mm-hmm. thing, like a little real swoop. Yeah. I mean, it's if it works for him, whatever. I mean, yeah, you just take the hits, man. You, 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 night and day difference from what uh what we talked about a couple weeks ago, and you're like, I don't know if this guy's gonna start in the majors. I know it, I know it, and I was a doubter coming, look, seeing his spring, seeing how oh, out of, he was atrocious, seeing how out of out of place he was at uh in the batter's box, it worried myself and a lot of Angels fans. But seeing what he's done the for his first two games in the lineup, you could just see the way he holds himself in the batter's box, the way he carries himself on the field, that his confidence is growing. And that's a very good sign. That's just going to lead to way more uh, good at-bats, quality at-bats, 
more a uh, higher batting average, better on base percentage, more hits. Look for Otani to do something this season. And he's already the favorite to win the rookie of the year. So I'm hoping that the stars align and it actually happens. And he actually looked decent pitching too. He had one bad inning, but he he's he was hitting triple digits. Quality yep. game, couple he, strikeouts. He went six innings. He was he had one bad inning. It was the second inning where he let up three hits and three runs. He gave up a home run to Matt Chapman. But the other five innings that he threw, hitless. He struck out six over six. He walked only one. Very good outing for his first for his first outing. He got his first win as well. So his career is starting off great, and he's coming up to bat right now. I'll let you know what happens after his at bat. I don't want to know. I will let you know. I would keep people updated on the Dodger game that I'm watching, but I don't want to. Because <laughs> as happy as you are at the beginning of the season, I'm like the complete opposite, 180 degrees. The Dodgers have um, started slow would be putting it nicely. Kenley Jansen has fallen on his face in his first two um, appearances. Blown save. A blown three-run save. He took a loss. Um, I think I just saw a stat, actually. Uh, like, eight eight runs have been given up by pitchers, relievers, and four of them have been Kenley Jansen going into tonight's game against the Diamondbacks. That's like... <sighs> Kershaw, trouble with the long ball last two games, took a loss, gave up another home run today. So I just take Joe. I want you to think about this. Take your happiness for Shohei Tani, and just write sadness on it, and that's what I'm feeling right now. Well, you definitely don't see Kenley Jansen giving up those kinds of runs, especially in that quantity. Because what what has he had over this last like three years? Like a one point something ERA, I think like they, something I saw ridiculous. His stat come by that his that was his first loss when he gave up the the solo shot and the Dodgers lost one zero. That was his first loss at Dodger Stadium in like since 2015, like over three years. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the streak that he just gave up there. And just so you know, Shohei Tani did strike out right now on three pitches. I was watching your face while I was talking, and I could tell you weren't as uh, excited about these this at bat as you were before. <laughs> the, the the strike three was a little bit inside, but it was three pitches. First one for a low low fastball for a strike. Then he fouled off the second one, and then he. Took an inside fastball for strike three, but oh, oh well. the the uh, the Dodgers just walked in a second consecutive run, back to back walks for runs. What's the score now in the Dodger game? Uh, four to one, Diamondbacks. Pedro oh. Baez walked in a run. So remember, remember how great of an end of the year Pedro Baez had last year. Remember how, how uh, I was his biggest fan. Pedro Baez. Yeah. Huh. Okay, I guess. I hope I hope the sarcasm. I guess the sarcasm isn't translating well. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ, I was, I was trying to pick it up. I was like, "Is he is he serious right now?" Oh man, he was atrocious. He was so bad. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm thinking about like the the ending to last season. Kenley Jansen had a rough series against Astros. Ken um, Kershaw had a rough series here and there against Astros, and now it's carrying over. The uh, there was a quote. I forgot who said it from the Diamondbacks. Um, someone said something to a reporter, and they pretty much said that we are no longer scared of the Dodgers. We are no longer scared of Kenley Jansen, and we feel that no matter what the score is in the ninth inning, we can beat the Dodgers and Kenley Jansen. That confidence is huge. And for a team to have that against pr pretty much your best pitcher aside from Kershaw, I'm not sitting sitting here and trying to 
discount the Dodgers because Kenley Jansen is a great pitcher. He's probably the best closer in the game. But when a team has that kind of confidence, that's something to worry about. Three runs, dude. He had two outs with two strikes. Yeah, that's uh back-to-back walks. Then he had a two strikes, and he gave up a meatball down the middle. To who? Chris Owings. And he hit it out? Yeah. Three See, I, didn't, I didn't watch the game. Three runs, ties it at six. We lose in 14 or 15. Mm. Sucks. Angels are leading 11-2, to two, by the way. Yeah, whatever, dude. Home run derby over there. I get it. I get it. I get it. Gosh. Hey, the Angels haven't started off the season this good in a long time, so I'm going to sit here and gloat for a little bit because the Dodgers start off this good every season. So I'm going to sit here and soak it up a little bit. The Angels are up 11-2. to Their record is 3-2, and so if they keep this game up, they're going to start 4-2. At least I have Justin Upton in my fantasy team, so I'm at least reaping some of the benefits of the Angels win and their home run derby against the uh, the Indians. He had a bomb too. His home run was deep. Really? Yeah, it was a shot. It was a solo good. shot, but it was still it was still a good shot. Oh, I think we just walked in another one. Five to one, Diamondbacks. Who's pitching for you, Pedro guys? Baez, dude. Uh-oh. Pedro freaking Baez. <laughs> God. So. Outside, Pedro freaking Baez. Outside of the Dodgers, Southern, oh. Californ- Southern California has experienced some good moments in sports today, or the last couple days. One, like we've already mentioned, Shohei Otani hit his first ever Major League home run today in his first at-bat. Big news in the football world. The Rams have traded for star wide receiver Brandon Cooks. They gave up their 24th overall pick. In the first round, and they gave up. Um, oh, that was it. They get they're getting Brandon Cooks and the Patriots' fourth round pick. Eric, looking at the Rams' roster, looking at their defense, everyone knows now the Rams' defense is probably the best in the league after getting Talib and Peters and Sue. That defense is nasty. Looking at their offense now, and with Sean McVay at the wheel. That might be one of the best offenses in the league as well, with cousin, or I'm sorry, no, because with the uh, Cooks, with Cooper Cup, with uh, uh, Todd Gurley, with Jared Goff, with uh, why can't I think of the other wide receivers' names? We literally Did talked you say Cooper about, Cup, Pharaoh yep. Cup, Pharaoh Cooper, Pharaoh Cooper. And what's the other? One? Um, the guy from SC. Oh, uh, Robert Woods. What Robert Woods? Thank you. I didn't know which what first one you said, so I had, I, I was confused. Because I didn't want to repeat and uh, sound dumb. And if they get Greg Gazerline back, who's probably the best kicker in the league, that right there is a nasty team. What do you think about Dude, this, Eric? Because to me, because to me, that's the that's the Super Bowl favorite now. It's uh, I, they've got to be, dude. I, uh, we looked at the odds before. Uh, they're the fourth favorite. They're behind. Who do we say? The Giants. Not the Giants. Uh, the, the Patriots, the Vikings, Eagles. Eagles. Patriots, Vikings, Eagles, Rams. Yeah. And but no, yeah, the they're stacked on both sides of the wall. Like you're gonna have to when they re-sign Aaron Donald, they're gonna give him his money. So you're gonna have Did they already re-sign him? No, no, they haven't re-signed him yet. Oh, okay. They already signed him to a one year last year. Oh, okay, that was it. Okay. Um uh, he remember he held out through the opening of, of training camp, right? Stuff like that. Right. Uh but yeah, so you're gonna have to like you're gonna have the Dominican Sue and Aaron Darnold rushing the ball. So somebody's going to have to get double teamed. So you're going to double team Aaron Donald and let Sue go one-on-one against somebody? Or are you going to double team 
Ndamuk and Sue and let Aaron Donald go one on one on somebody. So you're screwed either way. <laughs> Look at so my you're, smile you're, just you talking about I know. this. So so the QB's gonna get hit. All the there's time. One, there's All one day. problem. There's one problem. Number two, while your T- QB's getting hit, he's gonna feel rushed. And now you got Marcus Peters and Akib Talib hawking balls on the in the in the secondary. And then and then after, with after, with Wade Phillips with Wade Phillips a defensive minded like guru with all these weapons and not not to mention after after you get a four and out if you don't lose the ball before that now your defense has to go up against Jared Goff who's a growing quarterback Todd Gurley who's possibly the best running back in the league probably should have maybe you know should have won offensive player of the year last year or he did actually he, he did, did win MVP he did he did win MVP right he won offensive player of the year. And now you have a wide receiving core of Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Pharaoh, whatever his name is. Pharaoh Cooper. Pharaoh Cooper, thank you. This team is disgusting right now. And they have probably one of the best offensive lines in the league. An offensive line of the top of the five who have played together over the last three years. They have kind of crazy, dude. It really is. It's like they are so stacked. I have not been this excited for football in a long time, and, and I'm and I'm just I'm a new Rams fan. Yeah, um, no, you're not. You're a Chargers fan. Remember, uh, first <laughs> of all, don't be trying to step on my team that you gave me. By the way, you gave me them. I believe you took the Chargers because you thought they were going to be better. <laughs> well, the Chargers are going to be good too. But no, yeah, they, they are going to be they are going to be really good. Uh, I'm but a Rams no, fan. But the Rams are currently like the, the running best team their, in football. Dude, they on paper. I, I'll, I'll go out on a limb, and on paper, they're the best team in football. Oh, on paper, yeah. Who's who? Who do you have? Who, like, what other team has that arsenal of weapons? None. I mean, you could look at maybe you could look at maybe Minnesota. I don't think any is stacked on both sides as well. Like, you could go head to head, like offense for offense, because you you can like you know like maybe a, a, a Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman kind of evens up a little. Yeah, bit. but that, that's only a three headed monster. The Rams literally have like a six headed monster. Yeah, but okay, then the I, okay, I would, too, I, would say, I would say I would say a four headed monster. Yeah, and then the thing is too, the, the the thing that sets them apart is that yeah, once you. Your offense is off the field. The defense is going to eat your 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 offense alive. This on paper, this is one of the better defenses in the last few years. This this ranks as high as Denver's defense a few years ago. Again, uh, as high as Seattle's defense a few years ago. This might be one of the best defenses I've seen in a long time. And they're coming together at like the almost perfect time because the NFC West is taking some hits the legion of boom's done richard yep. sherman's gone seattle's defense is gone right who knows how how well like russell uh wilson if his health will hold up with him getting chased for his life every weekend uh the cardinals just lost tyron matthew mm-hmm. the only comp- competition really in that league as as far as on paper goes is kind of san francisco yeah jimmy g up and coming they picked up well. I guess never mind. They they picked up Richard Sherman, so he he's not completely out of the league for the Rams. But this, I think Seattle's going to take a major step backwards. I agree, hundred percent agree with you, hundred percent agree. And not to mention, this is the I, like you're saying the perfect time for a couple other reasons. One, everyone on the Rams right now that is a force to be reckoned with, besides probably Sue, is in their prime, in their prime or coming to their prime. Like Jared Goff is before his prime. 
Cooper Cup's before his prime. Cooks is probably in his prime right now. Todd Gurley is in his prime right now. You look on the defense side, Aaron Donald's in his prime right now. Tlaib and Peters in their prime right now. This is like the perfect storm of greatness right now for the Rams. And it's one season before they're going to move into their new stadium. So if they could get some hype behind their team, which they already have, and if they can make a deep playoff run going into that new stadium, the the quote-unquote battle for L.A., Will probably be won by the Rams very quickly. I just hope they don't win it early. Like, what if? Imagine they win the Super Bowl, get really good, and then they like fall off right as this new stadium opens up in a couple years. Yeah, but that would suck. That would be awful. I'd be so mad. But at the same time, you can't sit there and think that you got to win now. You got to. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, that's not. They're not going to be like, oh, you know what? Let's guys, we'll win twelve, thirteen this year. We'll really push it because the Dominican Sioux only has a one-year contract. He might not even be here right. next year. So right. this is definitely – these are win-now moves. Like, But Sue's never been on a winning team either. So I think if they start winning, and I think knowing that Dominican Sioux is coming, not necessarily to the end of his career, but the backside of his career, knowing that – and, and them winning, I think he might take a pay cut because of that. Isn't it crazy to think Ndamukong Sue's never been on a winning team and he was in Detroit with Stafford and Megatron all those years? Like, Yep. I think he made the playoffs, what, maybe maybe one year? He ain't winning, and he didn't win because Matthew Stafford never hasn't won a playoff game. So. Right, of course not. But, again, he's never been in a winning situation. Never. <sighs> How good he is. I mean, I know he's gone through some controversy oh yeah he's he's, let's let i mean let's not hide it he's an ass he's he's crazy he's a dirty player probably but when he's your dirty player it's a little different Uh, of course i love sean avery when he was on the kings i hated him when he was on the rangers Uh, yeah i i hated him honestly whenever he didn't have a jersey on more most of the time (laughs) um but dude could you like sean McVay is gonna have like he's already an off like people dubbed him offensive genius and he he won coach of the year this year because of it what he did with Jeff Fisher's team, basically, and pretty much tripled their production. Now he's adding Brandon Cooks, and even more. I would say Brandon Cooks is way more lethal of a weapon than Sammy Watkins could be oh, or would be. Hundred percent, hundred percent faster. He, he uh, like you said, a little smaller, but that's your deep threat. Well, that's yeah, your deep he's threat. Gonna stretch the field. Cooper Cup fill in the slot. Run your routes. Robert Woods could go deep too. Run his routes. Somebody's gonna be open, and then you have Todd Gurley as a safety valve. That's gonna you can get in the flat. Sean McVay. It's not gonna. It's not Wade, gonna be fair. It's not gonna be fair, dude. Sean McVay and Wade Phillips are licking their lips right now, just chomping at the bit for the seasons to start. They and have, I can't wait like, either. It's, it's like kids on Christmas and it's Christmas Eve. No, it's actually like your parents like told you, "I'll give you a bike for Christmas." Brand new shiny bike, and it's July. It's Fourth of July, right? And, and not, you're like, and not just any shiny bike. It's like. The bike that you wanted, the top of the line bike, the bike that everybody wanted, and you got it. And but you, but you can't ride it until Christmas. And to top it off, the Christmas tree is out, and it is in front of you every morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and right. you gotta walk past it on your way to school, the way to summer school, through fall semester, and just wait, wait for the season inch closer, wait for Santa to come, wait for you to finally. Jump on that bike and blitz the hell out of Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. It's going to be such a fun season. It's going to be so fun. And the the Packers are making it very easy for me to become a full-time Rams fan. 
They're making Ooh. it very easy. Oh man, that's tough. That's that's so that's some words right there. It's funny because I've actually thought about that. Like this Ram situation and this LA situation comes up right when the Bills actually seem competent and know what they're doing. And I'm like, dude, this if this was like the late nineties and the Rams were this good in LA. Bills, yeah, okay, go win three games. Go win five games. Go have you're fun. Prob- I'm you're watch probably, the Rams. I was going to say, you're probably rocking Rams jerseys and way more than Bills jerseys. Dude, I almost bought a Todd Gurley jersey the other day. 70 so bucks. Did at, like, Dick's so Goods, did I. So did I. But I couldn't pick it up. I was like, ah, dude, it's going to be so weird to buy something other than a Bills hat or a Bills shirt or something. Yeah, but it's an, it's the L.A. team. Like I know it's only a couple years now. But it's still like it's not a bandwagon. We're just kind of like jumping on the hometown team yeah, now. The, the hometown team thing, yeah. And I think rooting for them just as hard as you root for your normal team is fine. Yeah, I mean, I follow the Sabers and the Kings for the most part. I don't have a I, second baseball team. My my fandom in the NFL. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Packers fan. I, I've been for a long time, long time. But this past season, I found myself rooting for the Rams just as hard as I was rooting for the Packers. Yeah, it's in LA. It's it's a home. It's a soil Char- thing, you know. Chargers as well, and it's hard for me to like not root for either one of those teams. I kind of can't root for the Chargers. I've I've bad well, mouthed the Chargers for way too long. It's like when the Lakers. You I, hate I grew, you hate Philip Rivers. I know. I yeah. I grew up like bad mouthing the Lakers just because I wasn't into basketball and I wanted to be that kid. So now when I went, when I was actually like, okay, I'll pick a team. I ended up picking the Pelicans because I liked Anthony Davis. Wasn't a bandwagon move. Did I would have picked the I would have picked you, the Lakers, but I've trashed them so much in my life. If I were to go back and be like, oh, I'm a Lakers fan now, so many people would be like, "Yo, dude." Same thing with the, with Philip Rivers and the Chargers. If I were to start be like posting, dude, Chargers, Philip Rivers, yeah, Ladadian Tomlinson, LT, great. So many people would be like, "What are you talking about? What the f are you talking about, dude? You <laughs> posted a Philip Rivers tantrum gif like two weeks ago." <laughs> The uh, what was I gonna say right now? I totally brought thought of something and I was gonna say it, but I forgot now. What were we talking about? The Chargers, fandom, LA fandom, fandom, Chargers, uh, root for them just as much as the Packers. Oh, Anthony Davis, you're right. talking oh. about Anthony Davis. Did it's you see that he, joke? Did you see he shaved it? No, it was fake. Dude. It was April Fool's joke. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was April Fool's. The next oh. day he posted it. I'm like, yeah, dude. Everybody was freaking out. I was like, I'll believe it if it's still shaved on April 2nd. Man, I, I saw the video and I was like, no way. No way. Yeah, me too. But then like, if the video kind of cuts out when he's supposed to apparently have shaved it. Yeah, he dropped his phone or something like that. AD, I see through the BS, man. <laughs> if he would have shaved it, that would have been the stupidest marketing movie he could have done, dude. I agree. I definitely agree. But getting back to LA teams... Not only did the Rams have a great day today, not only are the Angels having a great day today, but the Kings had a great day yesterday. A much-needed win against a playoff contender. They are now only one point away from clinching a playoff spot. They had a great win. They won 3-1. to one. The Kings look like they're firing on all cylinders right now. And in just the right time for a playoff push, they are down a couple of defensemen, and Forbert got hurt. Muzzin's a little banged up. I follow's a little banged up. But this team seems to be clicking at the right time. Do you see the same thing? Getting Jeff Carter back was amazing. I love it. And he's not even at 100% either. He's not even at 100%. When And then the thing is, because we were like, we were we were in a little bit of a tailspin there before just before the trade deadline. And we got 
Jeff Carter back right then and there. It was like we had a built-in trade deadline acquisition because he's – dude, he's been firing – he's been producing at such a high clip since he returned. He's had he scored a hat trick. He's had multiple goal games. He's already surpassed the 10-goal mark. He's been back for maybe 20 or so games. Having him back, there's just a different kind of threat and different speed to the Kings, and that's exactly what they need going into the playoffs. And all that time missed – fresh legs going into the best most critical time of the year yeah you you nailed it on the head like the kings were missing jeff carter because that offensive presence besides kopitar wasn't on any other line and having jeff carter on the second line an offensive powerhouse that can score at any time like an anze kopitar makes the the opponent's second line that much more vulnerable. Um, Jeff Carter, and I've said it a few times to you, was by far the biggest acquisition a team can make at at the uh, at the trade deadline. And, oh yeah, definitely. And just just coming back from the IR is it IR? What is it in, in hockey? Is it IR? IR injury reserve? Yeah. Okay, so that was by far the biggest move the Kings would make is is activating him. And he's had the most goals in the NHL since his time back, which is insane. Yeah, he seems, and, he seems to be scoring on a daily basis. Yeah, it's it's great to see him. It really is. I want to write him a thank you card. <laughs> and <laughs> an, an, another player that's playing great. I know you hate him. I love him, Dustin Brown. Dustin he's Brown. He's playing good, dude. No, I love this Dustin Brown. What is he? I he's, hated what, the bad 20, one. Twenty-five goals this dude, season. He's setting, he's setting career highs in everything this year. Uh, same thing with Dante Kopitar. They're both having career years after some of their most imp- unproductive years. Yeah, he, like it's no, it's no coincidence that they're having up years, setting career marks, and the the Kings are fi- are back in the playoff hunt after missing it last year. It's like they're all ca- catalysts. You got these old, you got the older guys, the older veterans performing, and it's really showing. You know, the young, the young guys like Kempe. To Foley, Pearson, or even uh, you know, I follow the the guys that showing like, okay, this is how the level you need to bring every night at this time of year if we want to be successful in the playoffs. Yeah, and the I I hundred percent agree with you. the The veteran presence mixed with the young talent is is a great combination right now that the Kings have. And another good thing is that the Kings right now, over the last few games, have been playing teams that are in playoff contention as well. So a lot of these games that they are winning, that they're getting points are, they're stealing points away from their their competition. Like, right, for instance, this last game was against Colorado. That almost knocks Colorado out. They're still in a playoff spot, but it makes their playoff berth a lot harder than if they were to get any points from the Kings right now. Um, yeah, those four-point swing games are huge. Right. And... Going into playoffs right now, I looked at the schedule too, or the standings right now too. The Kings are only two points back from San Jose. If San Jose fumbles over these next couple games and Kings somehow win out, they'll steal that second position spot from the Sharks, and they can have home uh, home ice advantage for the first round of playoffs. Yeah, dude, dude, that's it's like pick your poison at this point. Do you want to go in as a three seed and play the Sharks, or do you want to go in a wild card spot and grab the the Nashville Predators or this um no, they probably the Vegas Knights. Probably play Vegas Knights. Like, I think oof. I think Nashville's just about to wrap the up one the number seed. one spot. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like that's Vegas has kind of faltered over these last couple weeks. 
Yeah, but I still do. There's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of emotion in that building. That's a gonna lot, be a wild place to play. There, there's a lot of speed on that ice too in Vegas. Gosh, William Carlson, dude, like six goals, eight goals last season in 61 games, 42 this year. That's insane. Absolutely crazy. And I like it. Rubs a little bit of a little bit of salt in the wounds of the Ducks as he he was traded to the Ducks last season too, I believe. So the Ducks let him go, and then Columbus let him go, and now he's crushing it for the Knights. Yeah. Who would have ever expected the Knights to do this well? I love it. I love it, dude. Honestly, if the Kings don't win, I think we've talked about this before. If the Kings don't win it, I, I'm down to witness history and watch the Knights just tear it oh, up. Oh, yeah. I have no problem rooting for the Knights. And I told you right after the expansion draft, I told you. I literally texted you and your brother and said, I think my brother as well, this Vegas team is going to be good. I told you guys. And look what's going on. Number yeah, one spot dude, in the they, Pacific. And it's, yeah, because they, they're not a bunch of, like, busters that, you know, barely barely making an NHL team. Like, these were all guys on a, on the NHL rosters before this. And and they have a veteran goalie who yeah. has playoff experience who's won Stanley Cups. He's won Stanley Cups. He's been the guy to anchor multiple teams to a, uh, a Stanley Cup victory. What if, what if, and man, I, I hope it doesn't happen, but if the Kings get blown out in the first round if they make it, and the Knights make it to the to the Stanley Cup. What if the Knights end up playing the Pittsburgh Penguins? Dude, that that would be a storyline and a half. You wouldn't Mainly be able because to, you wouldn't you, be able to script that any better. You got Flurry against his old team. You got the Penguins going for a third straight Stanley Cup win. You got the Knights going for the the their first cup ever and in their first going year ever one for one. There'd be a lot of like black and gold and weird yellows and lots of weird colors on the ice right there. Yeah, I like I like the Knights jerseys though. I like them a lot. Yeah, they're the the all white, the white on white gloves when they have the uh, when they're wearing the white jerseys. That's a, such a power move, dude. <laughs> so so clean, so yeah, clean. Like big, wearing big marshmallows. Yeah. So, in your eyes, who is the favorite going into playoffs? I don't know, man. I I don't. I, I hate trying to peg favorites, and you know, because once man, it's a playoffs, we have a podcast. This is what we do. I know, and I'm think that's I'm. I I don't know, dude. I I would say Nashville. Nashville's too good. They're so good, man. And they're clicking on all cylinders. Like they're like have some crazy record in their last like fifteen games. I want to say they're like they're definitely like eight wins in their last ten or so. I want to say Nashville. Yeah, they're they're a solid squad. PK Subban has PK Subban has some swag. Yeah, he does. Probably the most he, in the whole league. Oh, he's he's a guy. He's a a personality man. Yeah, he, they are firing on all cylinders. Again. Another Nashville's team wild during the playoffs too. I, I've been to that arena. It's crazy. Nashville's it's crazy. wild, dude. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, but I think there's a few teams that are firing on all cylinders at the right time. Nashville's one of them. If St. Louis could somehow sneak into the playoffs, that's a team to be reckoned with because they they were they were something like twelve points back, like like three or four weeks ago, and now they're on the verge of making a playoff spot. They are see, but out yeah, of if St. Louis makes the playoffs. That means there's only one spot for the Ducks and the Kings. No, that means there's only one spot for the Ducks or Colorado. Ugh. 
I don't. I think Colorado makes. I think Colorado makes it in before St. Louis does. It's going to be close. It's coming down to the wire. But the one team that I am curious to see how they're going to do in playoffs and see if they could break the curse on them is Washington. Every they- year, dude, I want Washington to make it every year. I want them. They're the they're my team. When it's like the Kings would be eliminated or they didn't make the playoffs, I want Ovechkin to win a cup so bad. Yeah, you and me both. But I they, want they him can to win never, a cup so they bad. can never get past Pittsburgh. Yeah, they they've can't. never made it to it. They've never made it to a conference final. I know. I know. They haven't got all the second round every year. It's something. But how is and it's that? It's usually Sidney Crosby. They're always the best team going into playoffs. They're always the best team, and they just and they stumble. run into they run into a wall, a hot team, or they get losing in a game seven. God, it's, Sydney, so, it's usually Sidney Crosby rubbing Ovechkin's face in it. So if it's Washington versus Vegas in the Stanley Cup Finals. Then oh, who you pulling that's, for? That's hard. That's that's tough, dude. That's really hard. Uh, no, I gotta go. go uh, Golden Knights <laughs> over Ovechkin getting a cup. Oh, no, that's see, that's two, dude. If oh, Ovechkin, <laughs> that's the only thing, man. <sighs> I want Ovechkin to get traded to the Kings. That's no, I, I do. Honestly, I would do Ovechkin over Golden Knights because Ovechkin wouldn't. Ovechkin's career and idea of just Ovechkin himself. Would not be able to recover from the Golden Knights beating him in in the, their first season. And I honestly, Did you imagine you imagine the blowback he would receive because of that. And I think Ovechkin needs a cup just to solidify himself as one of the best players to ever play the game. I really yeah, do. Well, and then he he's gonna be there, but he's yeah he needs a, a cup, dude. Well, yeah, but you, he's gonna be there. But like look look at some of the greats that have played the game played any major sport, and you look at Ken Griffey Jr. Never won a World Series title. He's one of the greats, but imagine if he won a World Series title. You know? Yeah. Look at, for instance, uh, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Yeah. Never won a World Series best won to play. An, one of the best ever. Never won a never Jeremy won Roenick. Never, never won a Stanley Cup. Jeremy Roenick. Yeah, but I want to put him one up there. One of the there, greatest. So. One of the greatest Americans ever. One of the greatest well, American Americans. Yeah, ever. for sure. Yeah. Americans, for sure. Not never one won of, a Stanley Cup. Yeah, for sure. I love how he uh, gets he gets a little teary eyed every year when they're talking about Stanley Cup. He's like, oh, "Man, I never, I never got to do that. <laughs> I never got to do that." <laughs> With whatever brain cells he has remaining, he had he had a full on breakdown when the when uh, Chicago won it the first time when they won it was a three and five or something like that. Uh-huh. The first time I th- it was either the first or second time he had like a legit like breakdown. He started crying. He's like, "Man, because they did he played for Chicago." Yeah, like I never got to do that for Chicago and just. Fu- Started he, like, played, he played for the Kings for a period of time, didn't he? Yeah, he played for them for a little bit. Yeah. Every now and then you'll see the video of him uh, line dancing on the ice. I think it was at like a Frozen Fury game. Uh-huh. Yeah, he had a cowboy hat on. It's going to be – we talked about this last week. It's going to be a wild playoff run for in the NHL period. And even Char- over hold, on, last- hold on, sorry. Hold on, hold on. I just made this connection. Jeremy Roenick is the NHL hockey's Charles Barkley. I'd say, I, yeah, I would say Charles Barkley is a little bit more goofy than Jeremy Roenick. But you think but, about who they are in their like t- TV analyst analysis and their TV yeah. productions and just the kind of guy they try to be. Yeah, Charles Barkley and Jeremy Roenick, they're each other. Go yeah, ahead, continue. That's 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 pretty that's pretty similar to a comparison. Um, I don't even remember what I was talking about. The the playoff race, it's tight. It's gonna be tight. Oh yeah, and even Very over, over even over like these last. 
four or five games that the Kings have played, it's feel or it's felt like a playoff game already. Oh, that Ducks game was insane. That that Colorado game just recently wasn't just yesterday was insane. Absolutely crazy. Or on Sunday, excuse me. Was it Sunday or was it yesterday? It was yesterday. The Colorado yesterday. game was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yesterday. That oh, yeah, felt like a playoff game. NHL play. Oh, it's coming, dude. It's coming like a freight train, and it's going to hit us hard. Can't can't wait. Because we're going to jump right into a, a, a series against the Ducks or the Sharks or a powerhouse in the night in the Knights or the Predators. Yeah, we are. And we're just we're going to dive right into probably a seven game series with like three multiple overtime games. That's how it was. That's how it was. Our last uh, Stanley Cup run. Yeah, we had to beat we every had to beat all every the top teams. San Jose reverse sweep. Yep. I Ducks think in Anaheim. Was San Jose the number one seed at the time? I, I think because I think we went as an eight seed. No, 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 no. We went in the eight seed as the first time. This was this was already for were they already in this wild card format? I think they might have been. But I just I remember we reverse swept the Sharks. We beat the Ducks in Anaheim in Game Seven. And then we beat the Blackhawks on the road, all three on the road. In seven. And then we beat the Ranger, the Rangers. In five. In five. Dude, I remember thinking, like, it doesn't matter who we play, who comes out of the East. After this, there's no way we're losing. After this gauntlet run, there's no way we're losing in the Stanley Cup final. No way. Yeah. And we destroyed the Rangers, too. Like, the games yeah, weren't they, even they, close. Henrik Lundqvist saved them. Like, it would, could have been, like, blowouts every game, but Henrik Lundqvist... Kept them in a little bit. Yeah, kept them in. Oh, God, dude, the playoffs are coming. I, I, I hope we do it again. I hope we do That'll it again. That'll be so much fun, dude. I really need something because the Dodgers are still losing. Angels are still up 11 to 6 2. 6 to 1. They, we keep giving up home runs. We've given up so many home runs. This is oh. my favorite time of year. Did you? Oh, dude, this still sticks with the LA theme. Did you see the Galaxy play LA FC the other day? Yes, and and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Did you see what he did? Yeah. Oh was my it 12 god! Twelve minutes or so, two goals, two mm-hmm. touches, two goals, that, twelve minutes. That first goal he scored too was insane. Did you see it? Yeah, a little volley and yeah, fit, what fifty yards? How I don't really know the proportions. It's, it's like, like 40, soccer, 40 soccer. yards out, something 40 like that. Forty yards out, a rifle over the goalie up top corner, and then a header in what the ninetieth minute to win the game. Yeah, a- insane a- against your crosstown rivalry in LA Football Club. That's safe stated- to say that the LAFC not having the same success as the Golden Knights this year. The the LAFC stadium looks amazing. By the way, have you seen it off the one ten? Yeah, it looks sick. It looks so cool. I actually drove by the other day. I forget what freeway I was on, and I saw the uh, new Rams Chargers stadium in the distance. Had to be the four hundred five. Yeah. No. Was it the four? Yeah, it was the four hundred five. No. One hundred five. One hundred five. One hundred five. Yeah, that'd probably be the only, be the only yeah, freeway where you'd be able to see it. Yeah, one hundred five, and or the maybe it was one ten. Can't be the one ten. Yeah. No. No, it wasn't. Had to but be yeah. No, I saw it in the distance. I'm like, dude. Every now and then you see pictures of this like plot of land. It's going to be massive. It's going to be huge. But what's so cool about their stadium, their new stadium, is the fact that it's going to be so low to the ground. Because they're building it into the ground. You know that, yeah. right? It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's going like 100 feet deep. So it's only going to be like maybe 40 feet out of the ground, off the off the ground, which is so cool to me. Yeah, dig, dig into the ground in California. Earthquake problems. Sounds like a great idea. It's better than sitting on top of the ground. No, I, hey, dude, I don't want to be beneath ground when I, the, everything comes crashing down. <laughs> it's, it's been be, a while since it, we've had an earthquake. 
we'll stop talking about it and we won't have any. Just I don't want anything big. I just want, you know, a quick little jolt, get everybody wake everybody up. I don't want anything. Let's just talk little, about sports. A little rumble. I think that's all the time we have for tonight. Heinz Ward outran an earthquake in Batman. That doesn't make sense. No, he did. You never seen no, Dark Knight? That was, that was, yes, I have. That wasn't an earthquake. That was just the ground cut falling off oh, from below right. him. That was Bane. That was, I was born in the darkness. Heinz <laughs> Ward. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was Matthew McConaughey as Bane. <laughs> we could get Matthew McConaughey to do a Bane voice on just someone somewhere. Get this, please. Just get Matthew McConaughey. Hold on. Get Matthew McConaughey to redo the voices of every Dark Knight character. Oh, my God. Scarecrow, the Joker, Bane. Riddler. Batman. I can't, even, I can't even try to do it because I can't keep a straight face and even oh fathom what I would think about. Okay. I can't think we're good. We can stop now. All right. All right. All right. That's our show for tonight. And if you made it this far and you're hearing the second sh- uh, Matthew McConaughey conversation, thanks for sticking in there. Thanks for sticking in This is in the here. cherry on top of the Sunday that you, those who made it this far get to experience. You're listening to In the Wheelhouse podcast. All right. All right. All right. We'll see you next time. Follow us on Twitter, ITWHpod. I'm at Joe Hill 587. We'll see you. We'll, we'll be back next time. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Oh, man. Scoop.